Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics. How you doing? Welcome to the Fantasy MD's baseball podcast. Today is Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. This is our 41st episode. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast, you know, you like what the MDs do. If we've helped you out at all, we'd appreciate it if you leave a little five-star, you know, rating and write a little review wherever you're listening or watching, you know. Also, we are on video on Spotify right now. If you guys haven't uh, checked that out yet, go ahead. Also on YouTube as well. Um, we are doing a little giveaway still, guys. We're heading to the end of it. I think we're wrapping it up maybe next week or the week after. Um, once again, we're giving away four baseball cards, one set. If you guys need to know the rules for entry, uh, just go to our Instagram or anywhere else that you follow us. And um, I had this little video of myself in the Yankee cap with the Yankee jersey. You could watch the video or you could just read the little caption underneath it. And, you know, feel free to enter, guys. It's free stuff. And uh, I'm your host, Dominic Martino, uh, here with my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother, Matthew Arne. Matt, how are we doing today, brother? I'm doing fantastic. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. You know, how you doing? Uh, man, well, you know, the injury bug's been eating at my team for a little bit, you know, so I'm not too happy about that. But, you know, I'm still managing to hang in there. Otherwise, you know, can't really complain too much. You know, life is good. Life is good, right? <laughs> no doubt, man. No doubt. Yeah. So uh, let's get started. You know, start uh, here at the MDs. Finger on the pulse, as always. Um, today, we're, you know, we're doing a little uh, pre-trade deadline, you know, um, talks. Because the next time we're talking to you guys, probably going to have been a couple of transactions. So heading into the trade deadline, you know, Matt and I wanted to highlight some names that are going to be on the move. Maybe you go out and you make a trade for some of these guys before they head on to a better team. You know, that's kind of the idea here when you're heading into the trade deadline as far as fantasy baseball goes. You want to be ahead of the curve, right? So, you know, let's head into it. Let's talk about a few Cincinnati Reds. You know, these guys are, are big, big names on the move. You know, let's start with a couple starting pitchers. Uh, you got Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley, right? Now, these guys, they're pretty good pitchers. So, you know, if they head to – and then Cincinnati's a tough, tough ballpark to hit, uh, pitch in. Great for hitters, bad for pitchers. So, uh, I'll start with Luis Castillo. You know, he's actually uh, rebounded off of last year. You know, last year kind of got off to a, a tough start and um, finished strong, though. And this year, he's kind of just been very, very solid. Um, I'm going to pull up the numbers here for you guys. You know, if baseball reference wants to work with me, per usual. So uh, on the year, Luis Castillo has um, three wins, four losses. That's really the Cincinnati Reds' fault, not his. 2.77 ERA, 13 starts, 78 innings, 82 Ks, and a nice 107 whip. So those numbers are very, very clean in a tough ballpark to pitch in. Um, I'm hearing that the Yankees are probably the number one suitor for Luis Castillo, and we certainly can use him um, after losing, uh, you know, Luis Severino. You know, switch a Luis for a Luis. And I think it's a good fit for him. You know, he's going to go. He'll be with um, Garrett Cole. And, you know, uh, he could possibly learn a thing or two from a guy like that. You know, it's been around for a long time, knows the tips and tricks. And uh, I just really think that um, if he heads to a better team, the wins are going to uh, pick up. Uh, at the ERA, I don't know if it's going to go down because a 277 is pretty good. Maybe the whip gets a little bit better, you know, from that 107, which is also really good. But, hey, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a very talented young pitcher. And uh, I just think Luis Castillo has a lot of the upside. And if you can go out and trade for him now before he goes to a better team, I think that's going to be a very, very good move. Yeah, I mean, Castillo has finally showed us what he can do. You know, 2020 was a great season. Last year, he kind of fell off, then got, you know, dealing with the garbage there. And then started the year off hurt. But he looked like he picked up uh, picked up, uh, and picked up the ball and started rolling. I like the upside. I like what he can possibly do for the Yanks. Um, I think it'll be a great add, especially in – something that we've always lacked in the playoffs. And this is real baseball talk that we just never have yeah. pitching. 
So if we can have a solid, right you know, there. rotation, you know, the Yankees might be able to make a run for a World Series, please, Lord. Um, but for fantasy purposes, <laughs> yeah. um, Castillo owners will be really happy because the runs are probably going to be astronomical. Um, along with that, he's going to have a lot more support. He's probably going to have a lot more gas because he's going to feel a little bit more better being on a better team than, you know, the stinking Reds. So, you know, I think that overall, I think it's going to be a, an, an upgrade for Castillo, both mentally, um, you know, and for fantasy. So let's go with that. All right, let's move on to my other, the other guy Don mentioned, that's Tyler Malley, the strikeout king. Um, you know, I, I, do you know if he's linked to any teams? I haven't really heard anything off, off the rap. I've, I've saw the twins. I saw the twins are looking at him. Twins wouldn't be a bad, a bad landing spot. I mean, they do know how to get some pitchers in there yeah. and make them successful. So, you know, I, I like that prospect of him landing there. I think that, it'll be a better park to pitch in. Like you said, it's a terrible park to pitch in in Cincinnati. Um, also too, I mean, the kid can strike out anybody. So if he can just sit down and, you know, take a beat from one of those pitchers that are on that team, I think that he's going to be, uh, he's going to be very successful moving forward and have a lot of long-term, um, what do you call it? Value. So yeah, yeah. ultimately I, I just can't wait for him to get off. Um, I, I guess upside could be, you know, top, top 100 pitcher. And I, I go a little higher than that. You think? Honest, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to vibe off what you said though, as usual, Matt. Um, Cause right now he's, you know, where, where, I mean, where is he ranked now? He's I, mean, probably, I, mean, I think he's probably around a hundred right now. Excuse me. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. So I meant no, top good, 100 player. Okay. No. There you go. Not yeah, I like the sound of that a little bit better. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, which probably makes him about a top 50 pitcher. And, so, and, Last month, he's been about the 274th player overall. So, which probably would put him at, you know, a a really bad pitcher. But I think it's also just being in Cincinnati and losing every day. It's tough, as you know. I'll I'll, I'll chime in here and I'll say this. If you take his, you know, you know, once again, he's only 27 years old. And we're talking about Tyler Malley here once again, Cincinnati Reds. Um, If you take his uh, 2020 and his 2021 season, you put them together, right? It's 42 starts, uh, 372 ERA. 227 innings, 270 strikeouts, as Matt said. Uh, I think we're going to go with the strikeout king for Tyler Malley. I kind of like that nickname. I think, think that might stick around here on the MDs. And uh, a one-two-one whip, right, for, you know, the strikeout king, Tyler Malley. And that's kind of what I'd expect for him if he's pitching half his games, at, uh, you know, Cincinnati Reds at home. But, you know, if you go to a better team, better ballpark like Minnesota – Maybe that ERA comes down. You expect the rest of the season, maybe like a 3-5 ERA, big, big strikeouts. And the whip is going to be what it's going to be. You know, he's usually around a 1-2 whip, even though in 2020 he did have a 1-1-5. So maybe he's somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's like a 1-1-8 whip, 1-1-7 whip, which is, which is pretty serviceable. And, uh, you know, the big strikeouts you can use anywhere. He's going to be cheaper than a Luis Castillo. So if you don't want to pay up for Luis Castillo, you go for a Luis Castillo light in, in the Tyler Malley. You know, he's a big strikeout guy. Um, the ERA is going to come down. It's a 4-4-8 on the year. It costs 18 starts. He's pitched 98 innings, 107 Ks. And as I mentioned, he's got the one two seven whip so far on the year. But once again, we, we always say this. It's hard to wake up every day and pitch for a team that's not, not going to want to you know, win or support you and, and all that stuff. It's very, very hard to do. So with Tyler Malley, I'd say this. Go out there right now. Send a really low a buy low offer on him and, and see what happens. Work from there, you know, because he can be somebody that has a lot, a lot of upside. Once again, he's only 27 years old, Tyler Malley. 
I, I think he has a lot of uh, bright future ahead of him, uh, huh. no matter where he goes, in my opinion. Absolutely. So let's keep it pushing here. We got um somebody who's had an interesting season, and, you know, it's another Cincinnati Red, and uh, it's Brandon Drury. And, uh, you know, he's kind of – I don't think anybody saw this coming from him. You know, he's been playing pretty good this year. Uh, let's get those numbers going for Brandon Jury this year. You know, once again, 29 years old, so he's not he's not he's not uh, over the hill yet. But on the year, uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Drury has a 271 batting average. He's got two steals, 57 RBIs, 19 bombs, uh, 20 doubles, 59 runs, and that's across 361 uh, plate appearances. Now, I will say this: we obviously know Cincinnati's a great uh, park to hit in. But you know, if he winds up going to a team, let's say like Atlanta, to play second base. Um, you know, who else could we throw out there? You know, you, the Dodgers are always in on everybody. You know, he heads to a team like the Dodgers. Uh, you know, even maybe a team like the Indians could throw him out there too, you know, uh, wherever they would want to play him. But, you know, if he heads off to a better team, you know, get, gets uh, driven in more, those bombs look nice, you know. I mean, you know what, maybe even the Yankees can use a guy like him, you know, a bench or something like that, especially with Stanton going down. So he winds up in a better team with a better lineup. Things will look a little bit, you know, look a little bit better for him, you know, because Cincinnati's just really got not too much going on. But, you know, we're not going to really go uh, too uh, far on uh, Brandon Jury because, you know, I don't I don't know <laughs> how much uh, anyone really cares about him. I just wanted to throw his name out there. To because, be com- you know, he's probably going to get moved. To be completely honest, I think the Cincinnati Reds have been listening to the podcast because I said, you know, a couple what was it last week? Sell high. Yeah. Um, sell high because his career stats are absolutely atrocious. Yes, um, <laughs> they certainly are. So just, just for everybody's information, this is a career high in home runs. Um, the season before that he had 15 home runs on the season. Um, he had, Oh, and 16 back in 2016. So this guy really isn't a bat. He isn't a slugger. He isn't really much of a player in general. Um, generally I just, don't think he's good, and I think it's time that they're bailing out just like <laughs> I told everybody <laughs> last week. So I think it's time to see you later. Yeah, yeah, you did, Matt. I, you're, you're right on that one. I think definitely the move is you guys should, should sell high on him as fantasy owners, just like the Reds are going to do. So yeah, we'll keep a push, and we're really not going to you know, uh, beat the drum too hard here on jury. We're going to talk a little bit about a couple Oakland, Oakland athletics. Um, if you guys listened to the last episode, we kind of mentioned uh, Paul Blackburn and Cole Irving. Uh, we, we really got into depth on them in the last podcast. Don't really want to do it again on this episode. So if you guys want to hear our thoughts on them, just go back and check out uh, the last episode. But uh, Cole Irving, actually, I do want to mention he did go out against Houston and pitched very well. So um, if he gets on the move to a better team, I know Oakland's a good park to pitch in. But, hey, if he goes to a better team, uh, I think he has a, a bright second half ahead of him. Paul Blackburn, on the other hand, went out and got rocked. So, I mean, uh, take what you will with that. But I think he's he's a decent pitcher as well if you do want to go out and, uh, you know, uh, buy low on him as well. But let's talk about Frankie Montas, right, because he's the really the one that everyone's talking about. I've heard him link to the Yankees. I've heard him link to Houston. I've heard him link to, like, four or five different teams, right? So Frankie Montas just following up on what he's done the last few years, pitching well again. 104 innings, 109 Ks, only four wins. Once again, that's Oakland's fault. 318 ERA and a 113 whip. Um, very, very impressive. He's been good for the last few years. 
So I, I think another kid that has a bright future ahead of him, hopefully he can get his get himself on a, a good team to pick up those wins. Uh, I, I just really like what the kid has to offer, you know. And once again, he's 29 years old. He's not over the hill yet. So, you know, he's got a couple more good years ahead of him. And once, I'm not going to really say too much more, just that I, I think he has a lot of upside if he gets traded to a good team. Yeah, I could see the wins go up. I mean, he's a decent pitcher. Um, personally, I think it's just the name and everybody's hype around the kid. I don't think he's like something absolutely wonderful. I mean, you know, you look back two years ago and he really wasn't like the spectacular showed moments of, of brightness, but he's a late age breakout pitcher. So I don't know how far he's going to go, but he definitely has some value. Um, you know, personally too, I mean, I'm just impressed that he's a Cape or not that, um, I apologize. I take that back. Uh, <laughs> I just, I'm, as you can tell, I'm not really like a massive fan, but I think for fantasy wise, he'll at least getting the job done. Um, and you could probably see a nice uptake if he's going to a good team, such as the Yankees or, you know, Dodgers, Braves, who definitely need a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he gets a hold of the Giants, maybe he'll do something with him. That would be nice. I would like to see him over in San Francisco. But Matt, I do want to throw this out there. If we let's, Let's include the bad 2020, right? Even though 2020 kind of, I feel like everyone should be throwing that out the window at this point. But you know what? Let's let's throw it in there, right? So I want to do the last four seasons. So we're talking about from 2019 to up until this year, right? Mm-hmm. So Frankie Montas has 29 wins, 25 losses. That's on a bad Oakland team. Uh, 3-4-3 ERA across 78 starts across the last four years. 440 innings, 479 strikeouts. So way over a K per nine. And a one one nine whip. So I, I just really think he's he showed a lot of potential over the last four years. You know, we had that little blimp in 2020. But I just think if, if the right pitching uh, coach gets his hands on him and he's on a good team, he wakes up every uh, five days and he knows he's got a good chance at winning. I think the upside here is, you know, kind of what he's shown so far this year. You know, I think he just keeps it rocking. Uh, I, once again, I don't, how much better you can get than a 318 ERA and a 112 whip, right? And, you know, over a K per nine, not going to be too much better than that. But if he can keep it going and he gets those wins up because he got a four and nine record, you know, you could kind of flip flop that if he's on a good team. If he's on the Yankees this year, I could see him being like a nine and four type of guy, right? But you know what, guys? Once again, he's a guy that you can kind of maybe sneak an under the radar trade for, for right now in, uh, in fantasy. So that's kind of why I wanted to throw him out there. Uh, then we got uh, two, two bats here that we're going to talk about. The first one, we're not really going to get into too much because we've, we've talked about this guy on the podcast about three, four, five times at this point. And that's uh, Ramon Laureano, outfielder for, you know, the athletics. You know, he's, a, he's got some pop and he's got some speed. He was banged up at the beginning of this year. So, you know, that's why the stats aren't what you really would expect them to be. But, man, he's got some high upside. And once again, if he goes to a team, you know, Dodgers, once again, we kind of keep throwing at the same teams here. Uh, maybe even the Mets make a move on him. Uh, I just think he has – yeah, fit, Matt, that's actually on the nose. I could see Ramon headed to the Phillies. They need that outfield help, and he's fast. They need center glove. field. Yeah, decent glove. I, I could see that. Matt, why don't you t- take the take the horn with Ramon Laureano here? I mean, he definitely slides into the Phillies real nice. I don't know if they actually have the um, the farm system to do so, truthfully, because they always just trade everything away and get absolute garbage in return. Yeah. Um, or they're just terrible at drafting. So it's one of those things where I don't know if they'll have the the ability to get him, but if they can, because I don't think he's going to cost all that much being that he was suspended for half the year and all the injuries and whatnot, they may be able to get him on the cheap. Um, 
they do, he can actually have some serious fantasy value because in that lineup, he's going to be very well protected. He's going to have a lot of people that will be able to drive him home. I could see him sometimes filling in and hitting at the top of the lineup. He's going to hit all over that, all, all over that um, lineup, uh, all over that um, batting order because he's like a tool guy and he's fast. So, and they have a lot of people that can get people on base. So that one, two punch with that power behind him is going to be really nice. And I think that there's a lot of fantasy upside right there for that. Um, I mean, shoot, Atlanta could use him. Again, I'm throwing them out there. I could see Tampa need him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boston seems like they're getting ready to sell the farm there because um, I just saw today that they're looking to trade Devers so and, yeah, and all well, that. that. That's an interesting one. You know what? We didn't have him in the lineup here, but you know what? We, let's, let's, let's move on. We, 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 we've talked about Ramon Laureano a lot. So, Matt, what did you hear about Devers? So I saw they're on the trade Bogarts and Devers today. Which is which wow. is bananas. I guess they're just full full send, full Cincy, full Oakland. Let's just get rid of it. Um, yeah, it's a tough so- division, the AL East, to win it, and it looks like the, the Orioles are starting to go up when Boston's going down. You know, it's interesting. It, it's it's mind blowing though because you know they have a win now team with Trevor Story and Devers and and Bogarts and I mean the the team they is young. Team. I mean Duran, who's in a little little dry spell, but I think he's going to bounce back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, shoot the. But I can see the upside too. I mean, they can sell Devers for like Buco, crazy Juan Soto kind of return. That would be interesting to see if yeah. they really went hard after Soto. You know, I mean, we we kind of did a big Juan Soto talk the other day. You know, we kind of were talking about you know we 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 did a whole bunch of places for Soto the other day. Oh no, I'm saying that they'll get like a haul like yeah, Juan Soto. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yes, yeah. Yes. Like he'll he'll draw like a lot of prospects. Like yeah, yeah. I mean. Yankees can use them. Dodgers just buy everybody like always. Padres can use them. Um, Rangers can use them. There's a whole bunch of teams that can use a guy like Rafael Devers and, to be honest, level up that lineup. And you'll get a haul for him as well. I don't know if they actually be able to do it or somebody's going to be able to make that trade, but we'll see. And Bogarts is just, you know, the prime stamp of a great baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very, Very consistent player. Yeah, I could see him landing in a spot. He's very, very good. Um, as for him, I mean, shortstops are a dime a dozen, so I don't really know where he could slide in unless they move him to second. That would be very intriguing. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, for Boston's sake, as the fans, I mean, as much as I'm a Yankee fan, I hope for you guys you're not getting screwed and seeing your franchise get blown up, but we'll see. So uh, with that being said, Matt, let's move on to a couple Pittsburgh Pirates, right? Because they're probably uh, selling too. And I'm actually going to – I'm going to – we'll throw one more guy onto the list, but we'll talk about him in a second. I want to talk about uh, Jose Quintana first, guys. You know, he's been serviceable on the year. Hasn't been great, but he's been serviceable, right? You know, if, if you've played fantasy or watched baseball over the last five, ten years, you've heard the name before. So, you know, Jose Quintana, also 14% owned, so he's a sneaky uh, good ad right now. Even You don't even have to really go trade for him. You could, uh, you know, throw him on your roster – see what happens if he goes to a better team. You know, that's free 99 for you right there. So on the year, Jose Quintana, 97 innings, three wins, 85 Ks, 3.70 ERA, and a one two eight whip, you know, kind of a resurgent season after, you know, the last few years we haven't heard from him. You know, his last time out, he went against Miami, got the win, seven innings, four Ks, didn't give up a run, and a 0.57 whip. So, you know, he was, he's been serviceable of late, you know. I mean, uh, one before that was at Coors. So at Coors, you kind of throw those starts out the window. You know, let's see what he does his next start against Philly. If he looks good, 
I say you kind of have to add him, you know, just to see where he goes. If he ends up on, you know, one of these teams that we've talked about that need a starting pitcher, the Yankees, you know, Braves, all those teams like that, which are very good. Those wins are going to come up. And, you know, he's been a good pitcher before in the past, you know, had a good run with the Cubs, you know, he's just been serviceable guy. So I think that's somebody at 14% owned. If you're in a a deeper league, your 15s, your deep 12s, and, uh, you know, just go out there and throw him on the end of your bench and see what happens, you know, because I think he could be a, a sneaky guy in the, the second half for a few different teams, depending yeah. on where he heads. I mean, Quintana's good, but, I mean, we all know that his flanges are so weak, it makes Montesi <laughs> actually look bad. Um, I mean, make make Montesi look good, which is bad. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to pull something up for him real quick. I just can't spell the dude's name for some reason today. Go ahead. Well, Matt, I will, I will throw this out while you're doing that, right? I found it. Um, on the year, Jose Quintana has a 3-2-6 uh, FIP, right? Yeah, so you, you don't really, like, you know, get too crazy. But, you know, uh, field and independent pitching, once again, if you guys don't know what that is, it's an ERA indicator. Kind of tells you where that ERA should be, you know? So that, that's very good for Quintana. Yeah, I mean, he's having a good year. Let's, let's put it that way for him. He's on Pittsburgh, so, I mean, it's – but – um, personally, I just think that he could, if he gets it, he could have some fantasy value for how long, I don't know how long it was flange is going to keep up. I don't know, but personally, I mean, if he goes to someplace real good, uh, let him get that one start, let him kill it for you and then trade his butt so quickly. Don't even hesitate. You'll probably get more for the return of the upside versus actually having him returning it for you. Um, so that would be my, my advice. Now, Dom, I don't know if you know this, since we brought up Pittsburgh, I had a, I had to go and Google my boy's name. You know what I'm about to talk about. I hope it's Key Brian Hayes. Mm-mm. Oh, damn. Then who, then go ahead. I, I I figured that was your guy. I'm I'm a, I'm a little I'm actually I'm actually interested now. Who are you gonna talk about? Mitch Keller. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what, Matt? Let's hear a Mitch Keller rant. Go for it. So um I don't know if you know, but guess who's been looking at them as their number one trade target right now? Who? I have no idea. New York Yankees, baby. Wow, I didn't I did not even see that. I didn't see that. So if anybody has been following this podcast for a bit, you know I hate Pittsburgh. Um, it's because they have yeah. all the talent in the world <laughs> and then they trade them and then they become incredible. Right now, I'm not saying, you know, yeah, forget about it. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go and be like his other predecessors, but there's an upside to that because I don't know who's left, left and become great. Let me think about it. Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now, Meadows for that two season. Oh, Lord, Shane Boz. Yeah, Shane Boz. <laughs> it's it's mean, a crazy amount of names. They're terrible at just yeah. maintaining and keeping talent because they just trade everybody away because they don't feel like paying people. Tie on. Yeah, tie on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a joke. So let's look at it this way, right? Keller has some insane stuff. Like, honestly, go and watch him pitch. Yeah, and, if, and if he gets moved, especially to the Yankees, he is going to be incredible. I don't see him getting a start in rotation right away, but there's an, always an injury on the Yankees pitching rotation, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. year, and he'll find time. his way there. And then I think that he's going to get a little Garrett Cole action on the ro- on the in the workout room and be like, oh, yeah, hey, buddy, I remember you. And uh, this is how you throw this, and it's over. So I think that uh, Mitch Keller could be a very, very, very good, good ad for us. Yeah, I'll chime in with you there, and I'll say this: I don't know um, if he gets traded to a team that's got a good, you know, pitching staff, uh, good pitching coaching. I could see him turning things around, right? Because if once again, if you've been listening to the MDs, we kind of talked about him at the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, he was working with uh, this company. I think it was Driveline. Once again, guys, correct me if I'm mistaken, but I believe it was called um, Driveline or um, Tread Athletics, one of those two. 
and they he they got him up throwing like a hundred miles an hour. They fixed some of his breaking stuff, and he was looking like he you know he was having a great spring. So he was looking like a sneaky you know last pick in your fantasy drafts you know coming into the year. But you know he kind of really didn't perform the way that we expected to. You know on the year Mitch Keller's got three wins, seven losses, a four five five ERA, seventeen starts, ninety five innings, eighty four Ks, and a one, one four two WHIP. So. You know, we're not turning around saying this guy is going to be the savior of, of you know, your teams, but he's free 99 right now off the waiver wire. Uh, Matt, if you want to check how owned he is for me, I'd appreciate it. Um, but I, let's let's throw this out. You know, we just talked about FIP, right? So his FIP is at 385. So, you know, the, the, the poor Pittsburgh defense is doing him no help. He goes to a team, let's say, you know, let's, let's uh, the Yankees defense is pretty good. But let's say the Braves, you know, very good defensive team. You know, that, that ERA could be like a 3-7, you know, um, 10% owned, by the way, 10% owned for Mitch Keller. So, guys, free 99 like uh, Quintana, you know, you take your preference there. But, you know, hopefully he can work on that whip. You know, um, I'll say this, you know, I think maybe next year Mitch Keller has to break out a year, right? He's 26 years old, 27 years old next year. So, if he gets traded to one of those good teams, he has a whole offseason to work with the pitching staff, you know, the pitching coaches. Um, you know, if he gets to go with his hangout with his friends, Garrett Cole and James and Tyon, they could definitely, you know, show him a thing or two that they've learned over the years. So Mitch Kelly's definitely a, a sneaky, sneaky, sneaky ad. Matt, I, I, I like that you threw that name out there. But you know what? Let's let's talk about the other guy. You know, we kind of talked about him a little bit before. But let's talk about Key Brian Hayes, right? You know, he's a little bit younger, so maybe they want to, like, keep him and, uh, you know, maybe pair him with the O'Neill Cruz for the future. But, hey, you know what? If they get a good offer, I could totally see him moving, and that's all this kid needs is a change of scenery. He's been heating up a little bit lately. He was on a little bit of a hitting streak there. What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He was on a 10-game hitting streak, and then he went 0 for 3. But then he came right back with, with uh, three more games in a row. So he's looking like, you know, he really wants to take off and break out. But once again, as we always say, it's hard to, you know, wake up and uh, play for a team that's not winning every day. On the year, Key Bryan's got 11 steals. Uh, he's only hitting 251, but I think he's closer to a 280 kind of guy. Four bombs. He's not really a power guy. 28, uh, you know, RBIs. 40 runs, though, you know, so he's definitely contributing in at least two categories right now. It should be three with a batting average. But once again, just keep an eye out if a guy like him gets moved, because if he does, I think he totally breaks out. And he's going to break out sooner than later anyway, even if he doesn't, my thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that he definitely has the upside. I love him. Um, I think that he's going to, he could end up on, obviously I keep saying our team, I, sorry guys, but the Yankees, um, I could, I, I could see him also landing in Colorado, which would be stellar. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's actually a sneaky, a sneaky one. Um, the only reason I say that they would even make a move, even though they've not, they have not been a team that makes moves in the past because they're a terrible organization. They just signed Chris Byron to keep the fans happy since they traded Nolan Arenado. Um, but they do need a third baseman. Um, and I could kind of see them doing it. Um, and that, that fantasy value would actually be incredible because then he would actually yeah. hit some home runs versus like 11, 12, you know, I would bring him in the 2020, he'd be like a 20, 30 guy. Cause he steals bases. Like there's no tomorrow. And if he grows into his man body, that could be even better for him. Um, another landing spot. I, again, I keep saying Atlanta. Um, they, they're another one that definitely needs a third baseman. So, you know, there's a couple of good spots for him. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Matt, let's let's move on to let's talk about a New York Yankee here. And guys, this isn't going to be the one you expect it to be, right? I want to talk about Miguel Andujar. 
because he came out and he asked the Yankees. Set him page, free. Set him yeah, free. As, as it, as it, <laughs> yes, Matt, I, I firmly agree with that sentiment because, you know, as a Yankee fan, I love Miguel Andujar. He's such a talented young player. He should, he should be playing over Joey Gallo every day. But he should Yankees, also be playing third base too, but that's just me. You're, you're Matt, you're 100% right. They, they should find a way to get him in the lineup more days than not, but they haven't. Um, you know, his, he, he's really slowed down. He, he started off pretty hot when he was playing consistently, but on the year, he's only got 49 at-bats, seven runs, no bombs, four RBIs, three steals, sitting 245. But we all know what Miguel Andujar, Miguel Andujar is capable of. He had that incredible uh, rookie season, and I'm going to pull up those numbers for you right now because he was just fantastic, and, I hit, of course, I hit the wrong Andujar. <laughs> Guys, bear with me here. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pulling these numbers up. Uh, I got okay, it for so you. Miguel Andujar, oh. in his, yeah, I got it, I got it. In his rookie year, he um had 149 games, played almost the whole season, uh, 573 at bats, 83 runs, 47 doubles, 27 home runs, 92 RBIs, two steals, and he hit 297. Am I saying that he's going to do that again? Absolutely not. But can he come close to that? I think he definitely can. He's a career 276 hitter. He's got pop in that bat. He plays pretty solid defense. I think he's a runs and RBIs guy. He could even chip in a few steals if you need him to. Uh, he could head to a bunch of different teams. Depends on where, you know, the Yankees go. Let's throw this out there. Let's say the Yankees trade for Luis Castillo and he goes to the Reds, right? That's a great ballpark to hit in. And guess what? Miguel Andujar is 1% owned on Yahoo. So you can go pick him. If you're listening to this, he's available in your league. I say he's one of the sneakiest pickups because he's going to go to a team uh, most likely that will play him every day, unlike the Yankees. And I, I feel like he could be a second-half darling for fantasy owners, you know? Oh. Uh, just, just my opinion. Matt, what do you think? I'm right there with you. I mean, personally, you know what's funny is the Yankees have just did him outright dirty. Um, they only played him. And th this is his at-bats since that 2018 season, which is absolutely mind-blowing for me because it's a joke. It's a legitimate joke. How do you go out the season, the rookie year, have 573 at-bats and kill it for you, and then not bring him to see what he's going to do in his sophomore year? Because here's his at-bats. 2019, 47 at-bats. 2020, even though it was a COVID year and a short season, only 65, right? 2021, last year, 162. But yet, in his rookie year, he does that. How dumb are we? I think yeah, there's a reason yeah, we haven't won a World Series. A little bit, but... But still, yeah, no, still, yeah, no, you're right. You're not wrong. You're you got to give the kid a shot. I, I mean, he's so young. And how old is he again? He is. 27. He's 27. Yeah. He's still young and he has his man body. I think he's that personally, my guy's going to freaking step out there and take the opportunity. Sh mm, my God, send him to the twins. Send him, send him. Um, I don't even care where. Just send him somewhere other than the Yankees and set my guy free. I mean, Jesus, I might start a protest out over this. <laughs> Matt, I agree with you. I, I, me and my dad watch a lot of the Yankee games together, and I can't count how many times we both turn to each other and, and after a Joey Gallo strikeout and be like, that should be Miguel and Duhar in there, you know, getting those hits. But let's keep it pushing, Matt. I think let's yeah, let's highlight, you know, um, let's do two more guys here. And um, the first one, I kind of want to highlight somebody we've talked about on the podcast a lot, and he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, guys, and uh, that's going to be Merrill Kelly that I want to talk about here. You know, once again, we've talked about him on the pod a few times. If you listen to us and you went out and added him, the guy's having an absolutely breakout season. You know, he's a little bit older. You know, I actually didn't even realize he's 33 years old. 
but you know he kind of got a late start to his career and you know he's finally finally done what we've all wanted him to do so once again on the year Merrill Kelly on a bad Arizona Diamondbacks team 10 wins five losses a 304 ERA across 20 starts 118 innings 96 Ks and a 114 whip so you know kind of building off of that great 2020 that he had and uh once again, if this guy goes to a, a good team, you know, uh, Arizona is a, a decent park to pitch in. You know, I say pretty middle of the pack. But, you know, if he goes to, you know, a good team, uh, I, I think it just keeps on rolling the way it is. You know, maybe he learns a thing or two from a, another good starting pitcher that he goes to. If you get, you know, a good, uh, as I keep saying, you know, kind of sound like a broken record, but I'm going to keep saying it. If he goes to a team that has good pitching coaching, that maybe, you know, hey, say, do this a little bit, do this a little bit. And, uh, you know, just kind of help him keep things going. And even his, his FIP is great, a 320. So he's not – he's right on par of where he's supposed to be. So I'd say this. I think Merrill Kelly keeps it rolling. You know, he's 69% owned. Might be a few leagues where you could sneak him off the wave of wire still, but not too many. But a cheap, cheap guy. You can go out there and you could probably trade for him for almost nothing if you want right now. If you don't want to go after some of those bigger names, Merrill Kelly is a guy you can go after. And I'm going to let my brother come in here and talk about him because I know it's one of the guys he loves. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, I don't know how hard it's, how easy it's going to be to snag him because, I mean, to be completely honest, his his season stats are actually really good. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, if anybody even paid attention to, you know, our opening day uh, episode, he was one of my recommendations I just snuck in there. I mean, I didn't expect him to kind of do this, but I'm happy he did. I'm very happy for the kid. I think that he's going to be somebody that's going to get traded to a team and really like double his production long-term fantasy wise. I don't know what it's going to be for to, to at least this end of the season. It can be a serious, serious game. I mean, the kid has 10 wins on the diamondbacks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, imagine what you can do on, on a better team, like the Dodgers, Yankees, Braves, I'm naming the top teams, Texans, yeah. you know, Toronto, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, these teams need pitchers and this can elevate him to a whole nother level. And I mean, you know, you could talk about the humidor, you could talk about their stadium, which I don't really think it's all that great. It's what middle of the pack in terms yeah, of pitching yeah. parks. That, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So, I mean, if he goes to even somewhat of an up, upgrade of a pitching park, the sky's the limit for this kid. And I think he, he can be a serious, serious contributor and be an, an outright stud for you moving into the playoffs. So, you know, keep an eye out for him. Let's move on to the next guy here. Um, and that's going to be uh, Christian Walker, the same team. Um, Walker is somebody that's known to power. Um, it's funny. Every once in a while, you'll see somebody in your league pick him up, drop him because he's hot. Um, he's not like the most spectacular player. Definitely doesn't bat for average. He's more like a Joey Gallo light. You know, he, he'll get you a whole bunch of home runs and then not really contribute in any other um, category. But right here on the year, he's got 45 bombs, 23 um, – I mean, not 45 bombs. That would be astronomical. 23 bombs, 45 <laughs> runs, 52 ribbies, and he's batting 207. So, you know, the bombs keep coming, and he goes to a good hitting park. Um, I don't even know. Or just a lineup where he's protected. I think yeah, that – I think that's more going to be key for him. If he gets yeah. to a lineup where, you know, as you said, he's protected, that's going to be key. Exactly. And they're going to be able to throw him inside the box – and then he might be able to send some send some all the way home and say, see you later and, you know, really drive up those counting stats for you. But, you know, if you're if you're a team, oh God, I did something real quick. If you're a team that has um, 
can take the hit on the batting average. He's definitely worth adding to see where he lands. He's about 48% owned, so he's not at that 60 mark where we really try to cut it off. Um, and you can kind of scoop him up on the cheat and see what happens and go from there. Yeah, yeah, man, I, I agree with you. I'm not going to really say too much about Christian Walker other than, you know, he's got a lot of power in that bat. He'll drive in a lot of runs if he goes to a team uh, where, you know, he's got a lot of guys that get on base in front of him. Uh, you know, maybe the Atlanta Braves make a push for a guy like that because, you know, they lost Adam Duvall for the rest of the year. So, you know, like, you know, Christian Walker could kind of pick up the slack that Adam Duvall leaves. So, guys, we're not going to really go too much further, but I do want to bring up a couple of Chicago Cubs here, you know, just to throw them out there, and then we'll probably move on to news and notes. Um, so, you know, with the Cubs, they, I think the two big names is Wilson Contreras and David Robertson, right? So let's start with David Robertson and say this. He's been um, absolutely fantastic if you picked him up and he's closing for you. But here's the thing is that if he might not be closing for that much longer because if he goes to one of these contenders, you know, We've named all the teams, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and all of these teams, uh, you know, the Astros, all already have established closers, and he's not taking the job from any of those guys. You know, he's not he's not taking a Clay Holmes' job. He's not taking a Ryan Presley's job. So be prepared. That's my sentiment here is be prepared to lose him as a closer. So, you know, get out there ahead of the trade deadline in your own leagues, in your own fantasy leagues. Once again, you want to make sure you know when that is, and maybe try and move him to a, somebody that doesn't know what's going on or – you know, um, try and get yourself another closer in that sense. But Dave Robinson's been great on the year. You know, uh, 39 innings, 50 Ks, 14 saves, three wins, a 1.83 RA, and a 0.99 whip. So once again, if you got somebody who's not paying attention, you could sneak him in a trade for another closer. Maybe it's a, a starting pitcher and a closer, and you can go out there and get yourself another closer and a bat or whatever you need. But work him into a trade and try and get another closer in return, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Matt, if you want to chime in on Dave Robertson a little bit, you know, uh, be my guest there, brother. I got one piece of advice. So I like your uh, um, your advice of trading him. But um, I would say find out who's going to be the next one up. So the second you trade him, you pick oh. the next guy up. Well, you know what, Matt? I think we could do that. I think we could do that here. I think we could chime in and tell the people. I think it's Rowan Wick, if I, if I, if I may say so myself. Let me just make sure because I think he's got a couple. Okay. Well, he hasn't been great on the year. But he has been the guy getting holds, and he's been pitching that, like, eight that, type of thing. There's Michael Givens, too, who's a possibility. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, another guy. Is his, do his numbers look better? Let's check. Do his numbers look better? Let's just take a look here. Yeah, okay. You know what, Matt? I think you actually might hit the nail on the head because Michael Givens' numbers look a lot better than Rowan Wick. And he just and, got the save. And there you go. Hit the nail on the head, Matt. Actually, you, 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 you did great on that one, my brother. So with Givens, it's a 2.72 ERA, a 1.26 whip, the two saves on the year, 39 innings, 49 Ks, 3% owned on Yahoo. So if you if it turns out you can't work out a trade for a Robertson, you kind of just snag Givens and you kind of know that you probably got the next guy up there. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk about one last dude, and then we kind of really got to start moving. Yeah, let's um, do let's do Wilson Contreras. That's exactly who I okay. wanted. I to just do. wanted to. I wanted just wanted to make sure. So Contreras is actually one of my favorite low key catchers that I always kind of have in a fantasy league every year, but this year, um, I love the kid. He has all the talent in the world, and actually, this is probably his best season to to note, um, in terms of like total stats and performance. You sure. I, I I would think so. Um, maybe not the batting average. I'll say that the batting average isn't there, but the counting stats is what he's really thinking. I think he's selling out for power. Um, cause the, usually he doesn't even get this far in terms of 14 home runs this late in the season. I mean, this early in the season, usually a 14 yeah. on last year. He only had 21 on the whole season and he's only seven away and we still got two months where it left the baseball. 
So, you know, I think he's I think he's a house on fire. And I also think that if he gets moved to another team that actually needs a catcher and that's going to give him everyday playing time, he's going to be killing it. So, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, also, too, I mean, going from losing every day to winning every day. Yeah. It's going to be a big difference, too. I mean, I could see a big upside for Wilson Contreras and have him even take a, a harder step forward. And that's just me being, like, super optimistic, but I'm a huge fan. Yeah, man, I, I actually I, – I agree with – you You kind of you talked me into it. I kind of agree with you a lot. You know, he did have a couple of uh, years that were nice. The 2019 was really nice, and I'd say the 2017 are really nice. But what I'm going to say is this. Look for more of that. Of the, if you look at 2017, he had 276 with 21 bombs, uh, and in 2019, as Matt mentioned, he had 24 bombs to 272. So if he can hit 270 the rest of the way with a you know a decent amount more pop, and you know gets more RBI chances, you know gets driven in a little bit more, he could be a very very sneaky uh, guy. You know, I I heard him link the number one guy team for him is Houston. So if, he go, if, he, if he goes to that Astros team, man, it's uh, the sky is kind of the limit for Contreras. So right now, you know, his numbers don't look fantastic. The power is good. You know, the runs are good. But the average, you know, is and he chipped in three steals. But, the, you know, I'd say the average and the RBIs are a little lower than, you know, where you would expect them to be with Wilson Contreras. So if you can go out, once again, throw a sneaky trade out for a guy like this, you know, it, it could be very, very beneficial to you. But guys, you know, that's our little trading deadline, pre-trading deadline special. So we're going to move into some news and notes here. You know, as uh, Matt, per usual, just cut me off if there's anything you want to chime in. And, uh, you know, we'll just get it started here. Uh, we got a really good one here for, to start off the news and notes today. Jacob DeGrom is lined up to make his 2022 Major League debut August 2nd, which I believe is Tuesday, um, against the Nationals. So that's a really, really good one, guys. If you have him on your team, make sure he's active next week. Because, you know, he could be a league winner for the second half, you know. And once again, before your trading deadline, if you could sneak in an offer, he did get hit in his last start in the minors. He gave up four runs against, uh, I think it was the Royals minor, one of the Royals minor leagues teams. Um, so if you could throw in a sneaky offer before the trade deadline, I, I would think that's a smart move. Uh, you know, his flanges are a little bit weak, so, you know, he could get injured again. But knock on wood, we're kind of hoping DeGrom, you know, kind of keeps it going as, you know, fantasy guys. We kind of just always want to see everybody stay healthy, right? The next one, uh, this one is, uh, you know, a little bit more of a, a big deal, you know, in a, in a bad way. You know, Mike Trout was diagnosed with, uh, bear with me, Matt, because I don't even know if I'm going to pronounce this right, costoverbal or costa ver- vertebral dysfunction, which is something with your back. And, uh, okay, he, the, he, he himself came out and said that he's day-to-day, that he might be able to manage it. But then I saw another report saying that um, that this might be affecting him for the rest of his career because it's a chronic thing and it can just linger and linger. And it's it can get, super rare, too, which is yes, sad. Yes. And it could be very, very bad. You know, Mike Trapp's kind of been struggling the last few months. You know, he hasn't been his normal self. So this might be a kind of sell high moment on Mike Trout. And even in Dynasty and Keepers, if you can kind of bundle him in a trade for a young guy in Acuna, a Soto. Um, you know, a guy like that, you know, that's, you know, is performing and is young and going to keep you going uh, future years. Uh, even Austin Riley, a guy like that, you know, you could package Trout, maybe a couple other pieces and get, you know, get out of the Mike Trout shares right now. I would I try think- him one for one for one at first and see if somebody will jump. Go ahead. T- they take don't the even- reins, my brother. Take the reins. I mean, it's still Mike Trout. So people don't know exactly when he's coming back. I'm not saying, you know, I, I would aim high. I'm not saying go and trade him for, I don't know, Vladdy or some, the number one player overall right now, but I would, I would offer something. He still has Mike Trout name. 
He's still yeah, the, yeah. one of the still a future Hall of Famer, still in his prime. And That's people do it now. Do it yeah, now before do this it gets now worse. Is right. But get, aim high. Don't aim low because yeah. somebody will scoop that up and then you'll feel bad if he does come back and someone performs. I would try and get something um, worthwhile that's going to help. It. And you could probably get two good pieces, truthfully. Um, it's still Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I, I would aim for the, the Soto, Acuna, Soto's Austin, a great Riley, Austin Riley, like those type of guys, young guys that, you know, even if you got to throw in another piece, do it because you don't know where this is going to lead. You know, you see back injuries. Look at look at Jazz Chisholm this year, you know, kind of took his whole season away from him. Uh, Chris Bryan at the beginning of the year missed the first couple of months due to a, a back injury. It's just with backs, it's it's very it's very, very hard to diagnose. And even he did get diagnosed with this rare syndrome. And it's just, it's something that you don't know where the future is going to hold. Right. So we, we wish Mike Trout the best, but you know, we don't know how this is going to look, you know, uh, next week, a year from now, or just down the line, you know, it's kind of risky. So we'll keep it pushing with the news and notes. Um, somebody we've talked about before, we told you to add him, you know, he's, I think he's getting up there in ownership. Uh, so he's probably not out there anymore, but that's Mitch Hanniger. Uh, he's working his way back from that ankle issue. Um, he's moving up to AAA in his rehab assignment. You know, they're saying he can be back in a week or so. Once again, guy hit 39 home runs last year. Uh, you definitely want to go out there and see, check the waiver wire to make sure he's not available. If he is, I'd say definitely snag him. He's going to be back sooner than later. That Seattle team is fantastic. Uh, they've been on a roll lately. So just somebody that I think is going to have a big second half. This one kind of stinks, guys. You know, um, somebody who started off the season like a house on fire, that's Mackenzie Gore. Um, he's headed to the IL with a left elbow inflammation. Uh, you don't like to hear that ever with the starting pitcher. He's not, TJ. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hope not, man, because, you know, Mackenzie Gore had been great. But they, I did hear this, that it could have been a lingering issue with um, Gore because, you know, his last uh, few outings were actually horrendous. He's you been know, horrendous for about two yeah, months. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I'm on the on the year 450 uh, ERA, 147 whip. Kind of just things have been – yeah, the last three starts, listen to this, uh, you know, 21 ERA, 54 ERA, 13 ERA, and it's two one one strikeouts, you know. So kind of ever since June 4th, he kind of really has um, fallen off. I'll say this, a guy that, you know, as we like to say, has bad flanges um, in dynasty leagues. I don't know what I'm doing with him at the moment because it's kind of tough. To, you probably can't trade him right now. Nobody really is going to give you too much. You kind of just kind of wait and see with Mackenzie Gore. We wish him the best, too, here at the Fantasy MDs. You know, big, big, big fan of Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, and dynasty, I think he's old. I wouldn't trade him. Um, I mean, the, he's, know. what, like 22, 23 years old? Uh, I can get you the info. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's all that old. And personally, too, even if he does have TJ, he's going to return that value if you hold him. Yeah. So by the time he's back from this injury, he'll be 25, which sounds like a long way around. But at the same time, well, that's if he gets the TJ. That's if it is. Right. If it is. And that that, I'm saying worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that he can he will still be a valuable pitcher at 25. Most pitchers don't even break out till they're 25. He broke out yesterday. And if anything, TJ is going to give him another tick, an extra little, little beam ski for his uh, 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 velo over there. So I think that if anything, it's, it, it is what it is, but I, he's a stronghold. Um, if anything, I'd try and trade for him in dynasty, especially if you're on the route of a downward team that's on there, that is not a win now situation kind of build for the future. Matt, I'm going to ask you a question here about Mackenzie mm-hmm. Gore. Um, do you think in, in redrafts, he's a drop right now? 
Absolutely. Well, yeah. find out where how, what the timetable is and then drop him. Right now we have no information. So if the timetable says he's done for the season, absolutely. If he's done until September, drop him. If he's done done until the middle of August um, and it's just like a two-week shutdown, then I'm okay with holding him um, and yeah. see what's going on because maybe it is just inflation. But unfortunately, I think it's a little bit more long-term. I'll say this: we have um, we have some good names today on the waiver wire portion, right? So um, uh, we when we get there, we'll kind of throw out: would you drop Mackenzie Gore for this guy? I don't want to throw out the names yet, but we'll we'll, we'll play that game in a little bit. Well, you know, so just uh, hang around with us, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, next up on the news and notes, uh, we got Luis Robert. They're saying he actually won't be back when he's first eligible this Friday. They're saying he's still feeling under the weather. I believe he's um, lightheaded. He was a little bit dizzy, you know, stuff like that going on. I'm not sure exactly, no diagnosis on him, but, you know, Tony La Russa, the manager of the White Sox, did come out and say that he's feeling better and better every day. So that is good news. Maybe we see him back uh, middle, late next week to give him a couple extra days to, you know, get himself together. Um, next up, we got Giancarlo Stanton. This one kind of stinks, guys. You know, as Yankee fans, this, uh, this one's kind of tough to hear. He's headed to the IL with Achilles tendonitis. The Yankees are saying he could miss up to two to three weeks. So, you know, just kind of that's an interesting situation. We'll keep you updated, you know, as far as, uh, you know, that goes. It was too good to be true. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, he's having a down year anyway. You know, he's only hitting like 220. But, you know, hopefully he comes back for a nice little playoff run for fantasy and for the Yankees. Uh, then we got Bobby Witt Jr. He missed his third straight game today, um, you know, um, with a little hamstring issue. The Royals are saying that he shouldn't need an IL stint, but we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see how things progress over the next few days for him. Then last up, we got Michael Brantley. Um, he has yet to swing a bat, and he's probably going to miss all of August. Um, I'd say, you know, if you've kind of been waiting on him to get back, I'd say he's a pretty safe drop at the moment and pick him up for, you know, one of these hot waiver wire names. So we're actually, Matt, let's switch things up. Let's go with the pitches first. And mm-hmm. let's let's play the would we drop Mackenzie Gore for this guy again sure. with, with with these guys, right? So first up, actually I'm kind of excited about this guy. And I'll tell you this, I dropped him in a heartbeat for um uh you know uh Mc- I dropped Mackenzie Gore for this guy in a heartbeat. That's Aaron Ashby. You know, he had the Brewers did just sign him to a five-year deal. So to me, that says they have confidence in the kid, you know, the, and what he can do. You know, his last outing was at, or was not at Colorado, but against Colorado at home. Uh, he went seven innings, nine strikeouts, gave up two runs, um, you know, an 0.86 whip. He looks, he looks like he's back on track. You know, he was, I forget what he had. He was injured for there for a little bit. Forget exactly what it was. His first couple of starts back, he really didn't look like he had anything. But then, you know, after he gets that five-year deal, he said, hey, guys, you know what? Let me repay you guys a little bit for that, you know, um, you know, with that big outing that I just mentioned. On the year, his numbers don't look fantastic. But, you know, I, I feel like that's a little bit more of him, you know, young pitcher trying to figure things out. Um, he's got 76 innings, two wins. I actually caught a save at some point this year. Don't even know. That had to, have been, had to have been at the beginning of the year. 92 strikeouts. He's a very, very big strikeout guy. A 4-3-8 ERA and a 1-4-3 whip. But don't let those numbers fool you. I'm, I'm going to say this. I think he has potential to be a, one of the big second-half breakouts here. He's only 27% owned on Yahoo. So I think you go out there and uh, you snag him if he's available on your waiver wire. You kind of just see what happens, right? I think you give him at least the next two, three starts. If they're all pretty bad, you know, feel free to drop him. But I think he gets a little bit of leeway here, you know, especially since it's getting harder and harder to find uh, good pitching. But once again, I would definitely drop, um, you know, at least a, at least a Mackenzie Gore for him, if not anybody else that's, you know, a little bit towards the end of my bench. 
I mean, Ashby's good. I'm, I don't know if I'm dropping dropping Gore for it because, truthfully, I, I love Gore. And, of course, timetable is somewhat reasonable. I'm holding him over Ashby. Um, Fair enough. But uh, Ashby is good. He's definitely worth the head, like you said, and all the upside is there. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out for him, um, and I'm probably going to scoop him up. But the next guy I like a lot better. Um, and, Dom, you already know who I'm picking here because I always miss out on him. Yeah. Me and him just play Go phone tag. It. You know? I teeter with him, and then I can't pick him up. And his name is uh, Keegan Thompson. I brought him up quite a few times this year. Uh, kid is just looking yeah, we like we talked he's about him on the pod quite a few times. Quite, quite a few times. You could tell he's a darling of the show. But he's been he's been incredible. I gotta say, like his last start. I mean, even though it was against Pitt, he was lights out. You know, seven innings, seven Ks, no earned runs, and a five-seven WHIP. Um, you know, he, he's really doing his thing. I'm I'm pretty impressed overall in the month. He has 27 Ks. A 3-2-9 ERA and a 1-3-2 whip, which is a little high, but I mean, hey, he's a young pitcher trying to strike everybody out. He's a K per nine. And personally, I just think that, you know, if the kid has some serious upset, um, it sucks that he's on the Cubs, but you know what? It is what it is. I think that, you know, second half, second half um opportunity can lead to some great things for him. Yeah, I'll say this. You know what, too? We didn't we didn't even talk about this, but you know what? He could possibly be somebody that gets traded, right? You know, I, I could see it happening. You know, if, if the Cubs, Cubs really look like they're, you know, they're kind of getting rid of everybody. And I don't know if Keegan Thompson is somebody specifically that they're, you know, looking to keep or not. Um, once again, let's check. He's 27 years old. So, you know, he's kind of in the prime of his career right now, you know, and uh, as Matt mentioned, the numbers on the year look pretty good. You know, it's uh, he's, Played in 21 games overall. It's 13 starts, um, you know, 88 innings. Um, oh, hold on. I kind of just lost myself here. Yeah, so uh, eight, eight wins, four losses for Keegan Thompson. Um, like I said, 88 innings, um, 3-1-6 ERA, you know, 82 strikeouts. He's almost at that K per nine number and a one two a whip. So, you know, numbers look pretty clean on the year. I would say keep an eye out if he gets traded. He's 43% owned on Yahoo right now. Uh, so you can go out there and pick him up for pretty much nothing. I think he does line up with the Cardinals, though, in his next outing. So, you know what? That might be a real, real test to see, um, you know, where he's really at, right? So, you know, if he goes out and he could pitch against that um, Cardinals team with uh, Nolan, Goldie, and all the rest of those guys that really can hit, that's going to say something. That's really going to say something. So you kind of might want to get ahead of the, the, you know, the game and kind of snack him now. Because if he does go off, I think that 43 turns into a 70 within like two, two days. You know, because just a, a guy that has very good numbers like this on the year. And he did go out, you know, before he got rocked against the Mets, he went out against the Dodgers and he pitched really, really well. So, you know, I'll say this, the kid has shown that he's able to pitch against good teams. So it's something that Keegan Thompson, you know, can do. So, you know, um, he's definitely high, um, you know, high on, uh, you know, our, our priority list. So we're going to pick out one more guy for you here. And let's go with somebody that we haven't talked about, you know, um, on the podcast. Let's talk about uh, Matt's boy, Braxton Garrett. I know Matt, me and Matt, told, uh, you know, Matt and I got together a couple of weeks ago and, uh, you know, we were both throwing names out there and Braxton Garrett's name came up and, the, you know, Matt, Matt wound up being the guy that, that went after him and he was heavily rewarded, man. You know, uh, he, he went out there and he uh, pitched great against Pittsburgh. I will say this, he kind of ran into a little trouble at Cincinnati tonight, but, you know, he, he's, a, he's a strikeout guy. He's actually been striking guys out. Let's um, also uh, put it in perspective. He pitched at Cincinnati, so yes, it's not a great very hard, park. very, very hard park to pitch in as well. But I will say this, man, you know, 11 strikeouts against Pittsburgh on the 14th, didn't give up a run, went to Pittsburgh again. We know it's not not a very hard team to pitch against, but, he, he, he you know, he still got to go out there and do it. Seven K, six innings in that one. 
hey, eight, eight Ks in five innings tonight, you know, looks like he's giving up a, a few runs. The whip's a little bit high. But you know what? He gets Cincinnati at home next time, and Miami is a great, great park to pitch in, you know, one of the upper-end parks to pitch in. Braxton Garrett's 42% owned. So, you know, uh, might not be my favorite of the bunch, but definitely serviceable. Definitely serviceable. Absolutely. I think that he has a lot of upside. Um, counting stats-wise, I think he's really going to do it to your damage. If you have a good team that, you know, you've been averaging like a high three – and, you know, high three, the mid mid to high three ERA on every week, you know, uh, he may push you into the, the, the four category right above it, but he's going to reward you in a lot more categories. And it's not like he's a terrible pitcher either where he's going to get lit up every week, but there's that possibility. Every pitcher has it. Don't get me wrong, but it, right now he's a young pitcher who's kind of letting it fly and trying to strike out everybody under the sun. So these games are going to be a little bit more frequent than others. But if he can kind of figure that out and rope in the control and stop trying to strike out every single person, he can pro- probably be a really good pitcher for you. Um, so let's see what happens. But I personally, I think that he is a good at, I mean, nobody's nobody off the waiver wire is giving you eight K's on a regular, you know, so I, I'm going to roll with him. And that's what I've been doing. And those counting stats are, are key, but let's, yeah, uh, I agree with you. let's move into the bats though. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to talk about a Philly guy here. Um, and his name is Alec Bohm. You know, I'm not really a fan of him in long-term a- aspects, but he is hot. So, you know, he's one of those ride the wave kind of guys. He's been so up and down and up and down this year. And I'm not really like too thrilled, but here's the deal. He's not even hitting you on those counting stats, but that average though, that average is outrageous right now. Over two weeks, 526, but he only has yeah. two runs, two ribbies. So he's on the lighter end of it, but Here's the thing. If he's hitting that, that, that kind of on that kind of average, I want to be honest with you. The kid does have power and let's see something real quick. So he's playing Pittsburgh the next three days. Okay. There is bound to be a bomb that flies. Okay. And if he's hitting 500, he's at least getting, getting one or two this weekend. He's a great ad for anybody this week, especially if you really need to catch up in the bomb category. Oh, I'll say this, Matt. I'm actually I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna agree with you and disagree with you on this, right? I actually I don't really think he's gonna be a great power guy. You know, in um, 2021 he played 115 games. He only had seven bombs. Uh, in 2020, you know, he played in 44 games, only had four bombs. He's only got six on the year, you know, and he's played 89 games. But I think he's a batting average guy. You know, he's a career 280 hitter in the bigs. You know, he's hitting 290 this year. So I'm going to say if you need some batting average, uh, you know, um, little RBIs, you know, haven't been great. He's hitting kind of low in the lineup. You know, they, they've been hitting him between eighth and seventh and sixth. You know, he needs to move up in that lineup. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me that, uh, you know, on that Philly team, this guy should be hitting, you know, fourth or fifth, you know, then that he'll be scoring more runs. He'll be hitting more RBIs. He's on a nice little, I think it's an eight game hitting streak, you know, and then in his last four games, he's got two, two hit games. He's got two, three hit games. So I think he's, I think he's probably the best pickup right now. If you need a bat, you know, and uh, third base has been horrible this year, go get Alec Bone. And he's 36% owned on Yahoo. I just, I think it's a great, great pickup right now because you're not going to find many guys that can provide what he does, you know, off the waiver wire right now. Right. So, you know, with that being said, let's, um, Let's get into another guy here, and let's go with um, – I'm not sure who I want to do. Matt, let, let's throw out two names, and you tell me which one you want to rock out. We'll go deeper, and then maybe we'll do a quick on uh, – I like Joey Wendell and Gene Segura. So you pick which one, do a little rant about them, and then the other one maybe we'll do a little quick rant. All right. Well, since I just talked about a Philly, 
Yeah, let's go another one. Uh, right? Yeah, why not? Segura, we all know, has been serviceable. I mean, he he's definitely a good player. He's coming off the injury. He's set to hit the rehab assignment, so he's more of a stash. But, yeah. I mean, before, before the injury, he was killing it. And on the season, you know, he has 22 runs, six bombs, 19 ribbies, eight stolen bases, batting 275 and 167 at-bats. So, I mean, so I, I could say this. Do I think he's going to pick up where he left off? Maybe there's a possibility in that lineup. Is he going to hit high in that lineup? Absolutely. And he's going to insert, supplant himself back at the top of the lineup most likely. And, you know, at least get driven home, at least have the opportunity to steal bases. He does get on base and he has a little pop. So I think overall, I think it's a good ad. So for me, I think, you know what, sky's the limit to stream away. Yeah. I know there's a lot of teams that are banged up, including myself, you know, in fantasy, and it might be hard to get a guy like this on your roster. But, hey, if you do have the room, I think he could do a lot worse than Gene Segura, man. You know, like, he's a career 285 hitter. He's always been able to steal bases. He throws in a little bit of pop. And as Matt said, if he's hitting at the top of that Phillies lineup, you know, he's going to score a lot of runs as well. So, you know, Gene Segura is only 40% owned on Yahoo. You know, so go out there and get him. We got one more. Let's do a quick little uh, rant on uh, Joey Wendell. Just want to throw his name out there. You know, he's eligible at second, third, and shortstop on Yahoo. We've thrown his name out there a few the whole times. Field. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, 19% owned on Yahoo. Uh, Joey Wendell's got uh, 14 runs, two bombs, 20 RBI, seven steals. They're at batting 300, uh, 160 at-bats. Guys, it's ridiculous. Why is he 19% owned? Go out there. Uh, Go out there and snag him right now. You know, second, third, and short. I know somebody out there needs him more than 19% owned. Get this guy to 50% owned, Joey Wendell, once again. Yeah. I mean, hey, third base is putrid. He provides, a, you know, in almost every cat- four categories. And his average isn't going to murder you. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with him. But um, yeah, I did see his name being thrown out there in trades as well. So he might wind up on a better team and a better park to hit in, you know, after the trade deadline. So just keep an eye out for that. We're going to wrap up with a couple closures here. You know, guys, sorry. We didn't, there's not any fresh names for us to throw at you. So we're going to throw out a couple of names that you might have heard us talk about before. Uh, Matt, let's keep the whole Phillies thing going. Uh, let's talk about Sir Anthony Dominguez. Matt, I know you got your haterade ready for us over there because I know what you're going to have to say about him. But um, on the year, you know, he's been pretty good. He's got a 175 ERA, 37 games, 36 innings, 44 Ks. Um, and how many saves does he have? Uh, he has five saves. And most of them have been recent. So, guys, just go out there and get him. Once again, he's got an 088 whip and a 175 ERA, you know, 27 years old. I think Sir Anthony's got a big second half of saves left in him. I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't believe in the talent. But what I can say is, you know, you kind of got to – at least go with the opportunities. That's one of the rules of thumbs for me with closers. So if he's getting the opportunity, you might as well roll with it. Um, you know, there's nothing else really to be 48% said. 48% on, by the way. I don't know if I yeah. threw that out there. So it's a nice percentage. I mean, for, you know, somebody that's getting the starting closer job, he should be well, well, way, have way more ownership percentage, in my opinion. But let's talk about this last guy here. Um, and that's Kyle Finne- Finnegan. Kyle Finnegan. Um, my man has had two saves in the last week. Looks like he's now the, the save, the, the the closer for the team for this time being. Um, we'll see what this week brings and um, kind of roll from there. Hopefully uh, he can get you some. I mean, it's, it's Washington, so they're not going to have a lot of save opportunities. But, hey, if he can chip one, one, one or two in this weekend, probably one, I'd be really happy because saves are hard to come by. 
Yeah, guys, this one's again. Kyle Finnegan is 21% owned on the year. 39 innings, 44 Ks, three saves, 366 ERA, and a 119 whip. So those numbers look very good. He's actually been better over the past month. So, you know, I don't know if he stays on the Nationals, you know, after the trade deadline. But, you know, if you can get him right before, as Matt said, you know, he's going to get you a couple saves in there. And, guys, you know, once again, we appreciate you listening and tuning in. But until next week, see you. Peace.